Halloween's roots are found in Irish folklore. Deep within the Irish Hell Caves sparks the origin of our favorite Night of the Dead. Today's episode is all about the place where Halloween was born. We think she's trying to become a human. Why? Because um, Inca keeps like doing roly polies, trying to wrestle with her tail and like bite it, like bite at it. <laughs> and then um, it, it keeps happening. But this evening, she like stands on her two like hind legs, like upright, like a meerkat, and has her like paws, her front paws, like like a soldier, like right down. <laughs> and she stands. And Mr. Kendra says it's it's for a while, like an impressive amount of time that she's able to stand there. That's Ray does that too. If she like gets spooked and hears somebody coming down the hallway, she'll do that and like see who it is. It's, like, it's weird. It's like creepy. A toy soldier, yeah. It's, <laughs> creepy. it's, it's creepy. Like an, it's like an Irish river dancer, except their legs don't move, but like, yeah. they're still like. Yep, they're like, mm-hmm. what is that? Mm. Yep. For some reason, I feel like it's creepier to see Inca do it than Ray. I don't know why. Maybe probably, not. I probably because I always feel like cats are like a lot more flexible. Yeah. With their yeah. paws and you know like their bodies kind of like sand as it is like a sandbag. <laughs> okay. And it's you a know, law squid. Yeah, Inca's like a little big hoss. She's pretty like, ugh, for, like a pomeranian <laughs> for eight pounds. She's pretty stiff, like oh, a brick man. house. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, so. man. I like your pumpkin decorations <laughs> behind <Thank> you. <laughs> garland it's very festive i decorated just a tiny bit for spooktober yes (laughs) i found them and i was like i'm gonna put them up i like it thank you i wish i had more than like two well i bought pumpkins yesterday the the pale white pumpkins those are pretty do you carve them i don't know what you do do you can you can yeah i don't know what i'm gonna do with them yet i might just keep them on a table and let them rot Okay, <laughs> that works too. Yeah, but the, um, the only other Halloween decorations I have are like a candle wax warmer. It's like a pumpkin and it says oh, yeah, welcome. Okay. So I was like, you know, it's a nice fall decoration that I can keep up for multiple months out of the year because I'm lazy. <laughs> then the other one is just like fake um, fall foliage that I have in a vase. Oh, yeah. Yep. yeah. That's, That's all I got. Too. That's all I've got. <laughs> That's Christmas, okay. on the other hand, oh, Christmas. boxes, boxes oh, yes. of decorations. Well, that's how you know it's your favorite holiday, though. You got to have all the decorations. It is. <laughs> I think Halloween this year, for some reason, just like intrigues me. And I'm so excited. And I've been excited for like two months. I think it's because of the spook t- the, uh, the Foolish Wanderers podcast. Spooktoger. 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 We're having a toga party. Spook. That's my Halloween costume. No, but the Spooktober <laughs> spectacular special. He is. It's so super exciting. What do you have to drink today for Spooktober? Uh, it's pretty boring. The last the last few weeks have been pretty, you know, exciting. Yeah. This is just, it's called ranch water. 
ranch <laughs> take your take a ranch it, packet and dissolve it in water. No, it just it's okay. got like a I take off my Inca koozie that I have. Oh, be sweet. Um, no, it's like a it's like ranch, like like a Texas cow ranch, like a oh, cattle ranch. Okay. Yep, it just kind of tastes like it's just it's like a hard seltzer. It tastes like spicy water. Spicy water. <laughs> I like it. It Is tastes that- like nothing really. It's kind of bland, and that's why I like it. But it's kind of like you can tell that it's like a, like a hint of lime. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. They're my favorite. Huh. Interesting. And it's eighty calories a can. Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> <laughs> so is hard seltzer, is that vodka or? Yeah. Okay. Yep. I see. I've Yeah, I've asked this and a lot of bartenders will be like, I don't know. But yeah, yeah no, it's it's vodka. Okay. So I feel like that one, isn't it potatoes? So I feel like you could add whatever flavor it won't. Some of it is potatoes. Depends on what oh. vodka is made out of. It is. It can be made out of like barley like wheat it can be i think it can be made out of even corn oh really woodka woodka is grains or potatoes no corn okay good well <laughs> i guess gra- corn is a grain corn is a grain i think so i don't know is it corn that is harvested when fully mature and dry is considered a grain interesting so, yeah. so ooh, i was right <laughs> aha hot dog good job thank you i know my alcohol distillery facts <laughs> One of my coworkers, he kind of—he's very much a jokester. He, um, he decided that he was gonna like his big brain idea for a new product he's gonna try to sell is raisin water. Wine. Yeah, that's what I said. I was like, okay. so wine. And he goes, no, you just take some water and pour some raisins in it, let it infuse. So I was like, okay, you know, it, that wait, sounds like a K, that sounds like the Kmart version of Jesus. <laughs> I don't, yeah, it's like, I'd rather buy just wine. Yeah, and I was like, well, if you take some, like, seltzer and put raisins in there, like, squish them up, it might work. But just floating raisins in water, I don't think that'd be good. There's a Finnish alcoholic drink during the summer that you can make. Oh, what's it called? Is it (laughs) Sima? I think that's how you pronounce it, but it's, like, a hard um, lemonade. But you're supposed to put raisins in the top to, like, they'll they'll rise to the top once, like, the fermentation is done. So I don't know if you take the raisins out or drink it with the raisins, but (laughs) that's the only raisin drink I know. Okay. I know that's like a science experiment to float raisins in carbonated water. Yeah. Yeah. Third grade was fun. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. I have a cinnamon hot apple cider. Cinnamon hot apple cider? Doesn't yeah. that sound like fall? Oh, it's delicious. That so sounds there's, good. There is this um, coffee shop in the place we went to college, and they actually, when my parents went there, they told them what they do to make their cinnamon ha- hot apple cider, and they infuse it with red hots. And so, like, that's what I've been doing now. How do it's you, so good. Wait, how do you infuse it? Do you just put it, like, in a tea diffuser thing and stick it in there? So there's, like, different ways you can, like, technically infuse it. So you mm-hmm. can um, put it, like, if you buy a jug of apple cider, you can just put a bunch in there and let it sit until it, like, dis- dissolves, basically. Otherwise, what I do is, like, when I'm heating it up on the stove, I just put a handful in with, like, the jug and then put some other spices in there. It's so delicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it melts and, like, gives a sweet cinnamon taste to it. Wow, it's too spicy it's for me, but <laughs> you don't like cinnamon? Uh in a, like a little bit, like pinches. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see that. Yep. Too spicy. <laughs> and then you put some um whipped cream on top. It sounds weird, but it's so good. That sounds too weird for me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, Wanders! Welcome back to another Foolish Wanders podcast, the podcast about anything and everything. Today is episode four. Is it four? Three uh, or four? Let's see. Was, <laughs> was the Death Bat? Death Bat. It was the Bell Werewolf, Witch. and it yeah. was Bell Witch, and then now it's the Hell so, Caves. So, so it four. is number four. Yay! Should I just do that again? No, just keep that no, you know, we're keeping it all in. Okay. okay. Keep rolling with it. <laughs> okay. So yes, today we are talking about the Irish Hell Caves, which I don't think I know anything about. So Kendra, please guide us. All right, I'll, I will try my best, but there is a lot of Irish names. Okay, we'll do some Googling and hopefully I, get I some mean, sort of if you pronunciation. See, if you see in the outline, I put like the pronunciations. Oh no, these and are I, hard names. They are very hard. Oh no, for, for Americans, Midwestern Americans, you know. I think for even Irish people. <laughs> I think I have heard that with like Irish is it because the dialect changes so much throughout mm-hmm. their country that some words that should be like simple are hard to understand like where you're like if it changes I don't know yeah between like each dialect it yeah. is interesting because you know it's such an old country mm-hmm. like 200 years for us is like basically the beginning of America and 200 years for them is like pff, nothing yeah <laughs> little blip compared to their timeline i want to go there so bad though i don't i i don't know if i want to go there or if i just want to go to like scotland and like instead yeah either one or norway that'd be fun or finland oh yes you you should go there (laughs) (laughs) i if i go there i don't know if i want to come back very true do you think mr kendra would be up for a move no (laughs) okay Okay, here we go. In the Irish countryside, near a large mound, where sheep wander and graze freely, had they been in that same location centuries ago, these animals might have been frozen with fear. From chanting, costumed people, and animals being sacrificed to demonic spirits that were said to inhabit nearby the nearby hell cave. Fun times. Yep. This monumental mound lay at the heart of Rathcrahin, the hub of the ancient Irish kingdom of Connacht. The former Iron Age center is now largely buried beneath the farmland of County Rosecommon. Ireland is currently pushing for UNESCO World Heritage status for Rathcrahin. So that just means it's protected and... Okay. Yep. So it's like technically still buried then? Um, it's like a, it's a mound. So do you remember, this is how many episodes ago, <laughs> we talked about like the mound builders in North America? Yeah. So it's yeah. kind of like the same thing, but over there. Okay. Mm-hmm. So spread across more than two square miles of rich agricultural land, Rathcrahin encompasses 240 archaeological sites dating back 5,500 years. Just a little blip. Just a little blip. They include (laughs) burial mounds, ring forts, standing stones, linear earthworks, an Iron Age ritual sanctuary, and Onagat, the so-called gate to hell or hell cave the famous onagat or is it is it um translates to cave of cats entrance is it's like it's like this creepy road that leads into this dark narrow like limestone cave it's 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 pretty creepy looking it sounds and creepy <laughs> that's believed to be the birthplace of halloween oh did you know so like some kind of fun fact did you know that apparently the limestone is supposed to keep like spirit energy within it so it's like one of those things you know like how water attracts spirit energy or traps it yeah so does limestone so that's, that's kind of interesting yeah, yeah. 
Is it bad? It must be bad spirits then, right? I think it's either one because oh, I think any spirit could technically be trapped or like brought to like these places. Because I think, let me look it up and see like if it traps them. I don't think it traps them. I think it just attracts them. Right. Pause for Google. What's fucking weird? Okay. So it kind of like gives them, it kind of gives them energy to um, appear or like energy to do stuff, I guess. So that's what water does too. Like it, it's like a place where they can get energy to interact with the, the living. Oh, that's so. very interesting because the cave of cats or the cave of hell <laughs> yeah. is made of limestone. Yay. Yay. <laughs> okay, so the term hell cave is probably an early Catholic interpretation of Onikat or the cave of cats. Um, a large cave. It's a large cave system that was believed to be the entrance to the world of mean, nasty fairies. And it was from these caves they would emerge on Samhain, spelled S-A-M-H-A-I-N. Don't know how you get Samhain from that, but you do. Because <laughs> we are an island, people. Oh, man. All right, so one of these ghost stories was about a hero named Nira, who followed an army of fairies into the other world, where it was summertime. Later, after he escaped, he proved to the king his story was true by producing a handful of summer flowers. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I <Yep>. believe him. <laughs> Okay, so more than 2,000 years ago, when Ireland's communities seemed to have worshipped nature and the land itself, it was here in Rathcrahin that the Irish New Year Festival of Samhain, remember S-A-M-H-I-N, was born, says archaeologist Daniel Curley. Samhain was when the invisible wall between the living world and the other world disappeared. The Irish believed that the prehistoric graves from the past could open during this time. The gods and spirits that were said to dwell inside were free to walk the earth. So it's kind of like um, like Day of the Dead, too, for like, mm -hmm. yeah, like it's Spanish like culture. Yeah, it's like a doorway where, you know. Mm -hmm. Early Christians believed that the gate would open on Halloween every year. Because of this, dead souls were able to enter the world of the living through the portal. A triple-headed monster is also rumored to hang out there. So the Hydra? May I mean, that's Greek culture. I don't yeah, know. True. Maybe like okay. a wolf thing. Who knows? Okay. Uh, but maybe a three-headed fairy. <laughs> um, so the beasts emerge to ravage the surrounding landscape and make it ready for winter. So they're just ripping stuff up, killing okay. things. Oh. Mm -hmm. So thankful for the agricultural efforts of these spirits, by wary of falling victim to their fury, the people protected themselves from physical harm by lighting ritual fires on hilltops and in fields. They disguised themselves as fellow ghouls, so as not to be dragged into the other world via the cave. How did they disguise themselves? They would put on, like, costumes, like, masks and stuff. Like a sheet with two eyes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did like the Charlie Brown with like the sheet with like a bunch of holes out of, yeah. 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 I bet they had like cool masks. Yeah, I'm sure they yep. did, yeah. Mm -hmm. More like way more terrifying masks than what we oh, have yeah. now. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You remember um, that one last year's episode of The Krampus where I had the photo of like a Krampus costume that somebody did and it was like the most terrifying like monster i've so. ever seen it was just like a twig creature yeah yeah they're scary yeah mm -hmm. people you know without the internet or pinterest were way more creative oh i'm sure yeah way more creative <laughs> yeah. yeah 
Okay, so Samhain was the New Year celebration observed by the Irish Celts for thousands of years before the arrival of Christianity in the 6th century. Um, literally translated, it means summer's end, according to Lisa Morton. Um, she's a Halloween historian, and she's written several books on the topic. So look her up. Um, those things might be the malicious, it's pronounced she, I have no idea how it's pronounced she, it's spelled <laughs> S-I-D-H. Um, so yeah, the malicious she, that was their version of fairies. Um, okay. They were nasty creatures and devils that would cause your crops to wither. So getting the land ready for winter, right? <laughs> Killing your crops and might even burn down your house. So, oh, good. <laughs> yep, good. Um, we don't know a lot about it because the Celts didn't leave written records, Morton said. But we do know from later Catholic missionaries who transcribe things and some archaeological evidence that they probably celebrated with feasting. Like all great parties, right? Yeah. Food. Feasting. Delicious. Food. Delicious. Great times. Yes. And at those feasts, animals were sacrificed and they told ghost stories and they have some of those stories now. And they're mm. very specific to the hell caves over there. Do we get to hear them? No. Oh, <laughs> dang. <laughs> No, we don't. Look them up oh. yourself. Okay. <laughs> I did the one about Nerf or whatever his name was, Nira, where he yeah. just ran, like, went over in the cave to the other side and got some flowers. Yeah, that was pretty scary. Yeah. Terrifying. He got flowers. <laughs> the most terrifying creature of the all. The most terrifying flowers. thing ever. He went over there and picked some flowers and came back. So scary. Mm -hmm. And then he had to pay his water bill. Oh, oh no. And then he found out that his warranty on his dryer was expired. <gasps> the adult horror. The adult horror. Okay. <laughs> um, so how did it, did Halloween get to America? Well, first it went through the filter of the Catholic Church. So missionaries had a doctrine at the time that suggested they were more successful if they co-opted existing temples and celebrations rather than trying to destroy them and stamp them out. So yes. they didn't have a lot of luck with the Celts and Samhain right off the bat. So first around the 8th century, they moved the Catholic holiday of All Saints Day, originally observed on May 13th to November 1st. For the Irish Celts, a new day started at sundown, meaning the evening of October the 31st. Hallow is an old word for holy, and All Hallows Eve eventually morphed into the word Halloween. I didn't know that. That's cool. I knew it was All, all Hallows Eve, but I had no idea why. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you hear both, but then mm -hmm. you don't connect it. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so the first attempt was not very successful, so the church also moved All Souls Day, another observance of the dead, to November 2nd, around the 11th century. So that seemed to finally do the trick and convert the Celts. So moving how dates? Hmm? Just yeah, by, by, like, moving, by moving dates. dates. <laughs> okay. I don't know why. Okay. <laughs> but it worked. Yeah, I don't know if they, say, yeah, it's like, I don't know if they they questioned it. They were just like, well, it worked. It worked. Okay, it worked. <laughs> yeah, we're good. It worked, whatever, we're good. So <laughs> Halloween arrived on our shores, America, in the 1840s. It's just so weird that like 5,000 years ago, they were celebrating Halloween and like, we didn't get it until like the 1840s <laughs> when uh, like a lot of Irish immigrants came over. Yeah. That's how much like babies we are. <laughs> no spookies. We still are. We have witches and like quote unquote witches. 
Yeah, nice witch trials. Yep. Great yeah. witch trials we had over here. Yay. They had so many they had the worst witch trials over there. Oh. Europe. <laughs> Way worse. Yeah. Not a good time in history. Nope. Okay, so where was I? Yeah, so Halloween Oh hello. <laughs> Halloween. Halloween arrived in America in the 1840s with a wave of Irish immigrants pushed out of their home country by the Great Famine. The 19th century golden age of magazines, particularly women's magazines, pushed it out of immigrant enclaves and into the broader public. So your mom reading Good Housekeeping magazine read it in there and then bam, Halloween became popular as it is today. Through magazines. Yeah. Because, you know, wow. and like that's what women did. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, instead of social media, it was... Because it didn't read... work. Huh. Well, not, not all you, women. You, you, <laughs> we know what I mean. Yeah. A lot of them didn't work and they had to, you know, cook and clean and raise children and do other horrible things at the household. And mm-hmm. one of the horrible things was to read... A Martha Stewart magazine. No, that's actually fun. I like Martha Stewart. <laughs> uh, like a, you know, magazine about, you know, Cosmopolitan or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was Halloween, Katrina. Halloween. When do we get into the dressing up of things and handing out candy? Well, we don't. <laughs> we don't. You have to Google okay. that. I mean, okay. they do. I mean, they did dress up like 5,000 years ago already. Yeah, by the putting ghouls. the mask yeah. on and the ghouls to scare the spirits away. So, you know, if, you know, the Irish immigrants were already doing that. That's true. That's where we get it from. Lighting fires and dressing up. Mm-hmm. And there's also other, there's a lot of other um, cultures where they do like th- very similar things. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, um, where was it? There's like, where was? So the Bond Fest. Like, there's other holidays that honor the dead, like the Bond Festival in Japan or the Famadihana in Madagascar. That's a fun oh, wow. word. <laughs> Famadihana. Okay, so I did find like a short history of why we hand out candy. It's basically a marketing trick. Knew it. <laughs> it's like the Coca Cola and Santa. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yep. Um. So do you want me to read it? Oh, yeah, no. You, you, yeah, don't, like, take okay. me. <laughs> Just, oh, okay. So, back in 1916, Christmas and Easter were the major holidays to peddle sweets. But executives were looking for a way to boost fall candy sales. So, they started pitching the idea of Candy Day. Celebrated the second Saturday in October, they sold it as a holiday of goodwill and friendship. Although it was really a manufactured holiday invented with one goal to make money. So Candy Day was renamed to Sweetest Day in the 1950s. (laughs) And then, um, so while they were still looking for like a fun holiday, neighborhood parents were looking for an organized activity to keep youngsters out of trouble. And by the late 1940s, passing out treats was established as an alternative to tricks. Trick or treat. Yes. So once candy companies realized that trick-or-treating was here to stay, they attempted to capitalize on the holiday, shifting attention away from their sweetest day, and they focused on getting shopkeepers to promote candy as a thing to pass out on Halloween. That's that's great. At the the (laughs) core of the candy passing out of Halloween, it's capitalism. Yes, everything is here. I like it. Like it, like spending money. So they also say that back in the 1950s and 60s, kids could expect to get nuts, coins, or toys from certain houses, and if they did get a sweet treat, it was typically home baked. Oh, yeah. Now it's a no-no. Now that's a no-no. Yep. Everyone's allergic to gluten and peanuts and milk and. Well, it's just like the evil people put things. Oh, where they're like, like, oh, we put fentanyl in it. 
That's a th- apparently there's another thing going around where oh, it's like gosh. A, yeah, there's a I lot of I hate it when you do this. I'm sorry, but it's better to be like aware of it than have something bad happen. <laughs> I guess so. All right, give us your new thing. So apparently it's a thing where there's like an unmarked bag of like little things. It looks like sweet tarts or like Skittles. It's like brightly colored candy looking things with no mm-hmm. label on it. It's fentanyl. So if it's not labeled, if it's not from a trusted candy company, do not consume it because, yeah, it's very, yeah. So that's fun. Even fun Wait, are things- they passing this out to kids? What is this? I think so. Let me look it up and see where it's spreading. Uh, yeah, it looks like basically like sweet tarts. Oh, those are good too. <laughs> sweet tarts are good, but not this kind. But not this kind. This kind will kill you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. So since, so this is from DEA.gov. Um, so it says apparently since August, 2022, DEA and our law enforcement partners seized brightly colored fentanyl and fentanyl pills in 26 states. They dubbed it rainbow fentanyl. Yeah. Apparently it's to make it look like candy to children and to young adults. So yeah. So if you have any kids or if you're yourself or a child, be extremely careful with who you go to on Halloween and like what you eat. Good yeah. advice. Yes. Gotta add like that rainbow chant song from The More You Know. <laughs> da, 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 da. Yep, gotta add that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna get copyright stricken with me I just don't singing. Think so I mean it's on TikTok and everything. That's very true. Yes. It's fine. Yeah. I don't have a brightly colored star. I'm sorry. Man, that's just a bummer. We ended with fan. I, I mean, it is supposed to be scary, but like, <laughs> this is like fentanyl. too scary. Yeah, this is too scary. scary. Should I find like a fun Halloween fact or something? No, give no. Have you ever gone trick or treating and then you say trick or treat? Did you ever get trick? Um, so I don't think when I said it, like when I go out to the actual door, but I did get tricked one time. So I think I was in middle school, probably sixth or seventh grade somewhere in there it was like one of my last years trick-or-treating and there's a house like a couple blocks away from our from my house we went to um and i saw this like it looked like a mannequin sitting slumply like along like on the, <laughs> the side of the porch and it was like sitting on a chair or something and i thought i saw it move and i was like uh and um so we went up to the door and as we were ringing the doorbell he jumped and scared us and we ran down <laughs> So yeah, so that was, and then they felt bad. They were like, come back, get your candy. And my siblings wouldn't come back. And I was like, yay. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, young children. Yeah. There's like a certain point too where it's like scaring young kids. It's like adults is one thing, but like young kids is a different thing. And like, that's not, in my opinion, fun. (laughs) But to some people, it's fun. Kendra is laughing, so it must be your kind of fun. No, my my dad, um, (laughs) I I don't know how old I was. I lived in the cities, so um, I'd be a baby. But my dad dressed up as like a scarecrow and sat on the porch. of the house and then like scared kids and one of the kids he scared like just like ran into the yard the front yard and like laid in the grass (laughs) for a while (laughs) did he pass out no i think he just was like i don't know oh man oh man but i think that would be funny that 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 individual story is funny yeah i do have kind of a wholesome story from a few years ago too so I think it was freshman year of college or sophomore. I came home to pass out candy. Mm-hmm. And this was like right after Frozen came out. So I was dressed up as Anna. And there's a couple oh, little gosh. kids that like they actually believed I was Anna. And they're like, do you live here? Where's Elsa? And it was so cute. And they were so happy. <laughs> it was so much fun. Yeah. 
That was fun. Yes, I gave up this castle. Yeah. Here, <laughs> live in the Midwest. Yep. Yep. That I was like, no, I'm just visiting, but it was it was I'm really just fun. <laughs> That's cute. It was fun. Yeah. Did okay, you ever wicked. get any Halloween? Did no. you ever pass out candy? Nope. Oh, dang. Nope. Are you able to at your apartment? I don't know any your... children that live here, so. Oh, okay. Fair. Yeah. yeah. It's a bunch of either very old people or, you know, millennials. Young adult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Someday we are going to have to have you come over or do something for trick-or-treaters because Kendra has wanted to pass out candy basically her whole life. Even in college one time, she bought candy, a bag of candy, yep, and put yep. on put on the, the lights so we could actually get trick-or-treaters. I think it's like a law in the town that we were in that kids couldn't go to house to house just because it's college town. You know, I you don't know. I think they had a map. Yeah. Yeah. Like a designated area. Yep. Yeah. 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 Eventually, we will get you trick or treaters. We will see. <laughs> Unless you don't want that anymore. No, I do, but I'm not getting my hopes up anymore. So <laughs> oh, no. I'll just let the dream die. No, never. That's die. how we end our. That's how we end no. the episode. <laughs> no. We are going to have a wholesome passing out candy trick-or-treating event sometime well inca's gonna dress up so <gasps> what is did you buy her costume not yet but i'm going to oh, this okay. evening oh, is it the panda i can't say <gasps> oh no surprise mm-hmm. okay <laughs> the sources for today's episode are washington post and nat geo magazine all right wanderers thank you so much for joining us for episode four of our spooktober 2022 we hope you guys enjoyed and got some little spooks uh, if you if you have any ideas for any future episodes, please feel free to email us at fwplisteners at gmail.com. And as always, new episodes of the FWP are released weekly from wherever you get your podcasts from, including this place that you're listening to right now. Yes, 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 yes. And if you'd like, we'd really appreciate it if you would leave us a five-star review. It helps us get into the algorithms. Yes. All right, Wanders, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you guys next time. That was a pretty quick episode. Holy crap. <laughs> we had our poop in our groups. Is that <laughs> the same? That's going to be an outro. Oh. <laughs> Is that the saying? Did I get it poop right? In a group. Poop in a group, yeah. Poop in a group, yeah. We were quick. Oh my goodness. I think it was like a half hour episode. Ray was demanding cuddles and she started Cute. chewing on my wires. Oh no. Yeah, that was not good. That she's, also, she's also um, become the toilet paper gremlin. Again? Oh, many times. Oh, it's worse now? You need to have well, a spray bottle. <laughs> yeah. So like, it'd be like when I'm getting ready in the morning, oh, I'm not no. paying attention to her and she'll like jump up and start ripping at it and like no and it's not just like well today it was just a couple layers but like most days it's like like corn cob bites <laughs> it's Did like much know how much toilet paper was worth just a few years ago oh she doesn't pay the bills she doesn't care <laughs> she needs to pay That's rent gold it is yes shame on you ray oh 
Shame on you. I need to just get her like a cheap dollar store roll so that way you she can do. <laughs> she could, that's her Christmas present, just mm-hmm. a cheap dollar store roll. Don't, don't you don't you spend money on Char- on Charmin for her? Don't you? <laughs> yeah. Don't waste Charmin on her. And as soon as I get that cheap roll, though, she's just gonna turn back to Charmin and be like, "What is this? Yeah, like, like, I, I need the good stuff. Trick. Yes, I need it's this good trap. stuff. It's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs>